listening to the Shoe Money Podcast, Joseph Floyd, alongside Mr. Ryan Paulson. Week 9, halfway home in the NFL regular season, still here. Why, Ryan? Because Daddy still needs a new pair of shoes, Joe, and I can't believe it's already week 9. Can't believe, it's, can't believe it's already week 9. Can't believe uh, what happened last week. What, what happened last week? What did happen last week? Just one of those weird weeks where, like, football happens and, and everything you expect to happen um, goes go, goes the other way. I mean, I think in my in my teaser parlay last week, two significant favorites lost straight up. I mean, the Titans, the Packers, it's, chaos happened last week. The Giants nearly, you know, should have maybe gotten gotten a win against against Tampa Bay. Chaos in the NFL. Oh, that was easily one of the worst cash teams that I have ever built on DraftKings.com. It, it wasn't even close, man. Jimmy G not even getting three points. That was wonderful. Oof. He was the uh, cornerstone was, of a lot of lineups. He was popular. You know, it's just uh, I probably did a, should have done some swapping for the afternoon games, come off Tyler Lockett, maybe try to get on DK Metcalf somehow. That might have helped, but... We had a Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey stack that ended up saving the entire weekend, which was very nice. And yeah. then a lot of Jade Dallas in the afternoon. Worked out worked out well for you, not so much for your boy, but we're back. And uh, and, and as, as the chaos continues, I mean, who knows who's even uh, eligible to play in this game that's, that's kicking off uh, pretty much as we record this between the, the Packers and Niners. Um, that feels like maybe we shouldn't play it, but I guess we'll play it anyway. Um, Joe, it's Nick Mullins week. We're playing the game. All right. Shall we get into it? I'm ready. All right. Quarterback. Um, a lot of high price guys that I'm into. Um, I, I mean, I'll kind of take all of them. I, I, I looked over Mahomes, and that feels weird to say coming off a 40 point game. Um, cause, I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes can have a ceiling game anytime he wants, it feels like. Um, but I think it's just, just a matter of uh, $8,100 for Mahomes versus 78 for Kyler, 76 for Russ, 71 for Watson, heck, 7K for Allen against Seattle. Like, I'd feel good about any of those. 6900 for a, a bounce-back game for Lamar. 6800 Herbert against the, the, the Raiders. Like... I take any of those guys and feel pretty good about it. Absolutely agree. And when we single Mahomes from there, from everybody you just talked about, I would rather play everybody else just because they have a better game environment that I think increases the odds of the ceiling game. And cheaper. Mahomes throw for four touchdowns, sure. But Russell Wilson for 500 cheaper going to Buffalo – with Josh Allen able to put up points and vice versa about Josh Allen, and he's 1100 cheaper than Mahomes. Love that. Yep. Love Deshaun Watson this week. But again, great matchup. But can Jacksonville hang in there with something named Jake Luton? You know, that makes me a little nervous, but Houston's been so bad that their defense might just cough up points anyway and keep him in the game, which would be great. And Lamar Jackson. What's happening? Yeah. Um, the rushing expectation is way, way down. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it was always going to be hard for him to repeat 
what he had last year because he was just so phenomenal last year. Um, so that there was there was always I think if if we were smart about it months ago, I think we should have seen a regression coming. We shouldn't we shouldn't be seeing this much regression. Um, but I mean, look, his team's pretty good, right? And and the games where he's looked particularly tough have been against Kansas City, have been against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he didn't have a great game against Cincinnati. Um, but I, I think to some extent we're seeing, uh, you know, some of it may be excusable just because, he, you know, he's having tough games against really good teams um, and factor in that regression part. He's interesting to me because, one, he's really, really good, and two – He's under 7K. You know, this is a guy who started week one at $8,100. He's now $6,900. If he has a bounce back game, um, I could, I could, he, he's, he's going to pay off that 6,900 easily. And what I really do like is while he hasn't connected with Marquise Brown, there was some talk this week that it was Lamar taking ownership of that. Marquise is 6K, probably a little bit more than you like to pay. And Mark Andrews has been really bad, but he's 4,800 and he can catch two touchdowns anytime. Yeah. So with Lamar being cheaper and an Andrews being cheaper, you're, you're getting a pretty premium stack for very, very little money and what is going to be perceived as a bad matchup. So he's definitely interesting this week. Yeah, honestly, I, I think the only the only argument against Lamar is, is the two guys around him that – you can pay $100 for Josh Allen against the worst um, secondary in the league uh, against fantasy quarterbacks. Or you can pay $100 cheaper for Justin Herbert, who's, you know, 23, 41, 27, 24, 20, 26 in all of the games he's played in this year. Uh, and in a matchup that's that's pretty tasty against um, the, the Raiders who's 26th against fantasy quarterbacks. That's the argument against Lamar. It's the two guys around him. Yeah, I like Herbert a lot just because I think Vegas could keep this game relatively neck and neck for most of the game. And that is exactly what you want out of quarterback. You want them to be going back and forth. So uh, I think most of my plays will be from this top range. I think I'll go Russ first, Josh Allen number two, Watson three, Herbert four, and then Lamar probably over Mahomes for the mm-hmm. discount in this range. And, and Kyler, yes, but he's so expensive. Uh, you mentioned him once. Uh, where, where do we factor in Jake Luton here? Uh, just under Herbert in terms of uh, no? If he were 4K, like Chase Daniel is. Yeah, that's the interesting one. Interesting. But I, I, I mean, honestly. Know, we have an idea. Honestly, Chase Daniel is very interesting because he is min-price. Um, that's a pretty good offense. I mean, Stafford obviously has a ton to do with why that's a good offense, but Chase Daniel is a guy who's played in the league. He hasn't played great, but he's played like he's not, he's not a guy no one's ever heard of. He's a guy who has started NFL games. He's a guy who's won NFL games. Um, I'm assuming I actually, I actually have no idea. He's got to have won a game, right? I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played for the Chiefs for a little while, and he played for the Bears. Yeah, he had that run with the Bears, right, for a couple games? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he's interesting to me at 4K, and by interesting, I mean he's making a lineup for sure. My concern is is if I'm building a Chase Daniel team, 
you're assuming that Minnesota is up handily. So I would probably like to play Chase Daniel with Dalvin Cook and or Adam Thielen and or Justin Jefferson Mm -hmm. because ideally the Lions would like to run the hell out of the football. But if they get behind, obviously they can't do that. Yeah. So the way I would build it would be a game stack. I don't think he's like a min price cash type of play because if Detroit takes a lead early, I don't really know how many attempts we can expect out of Chase Daniel. That's cool. I mean, that's fair. Though you only need, what, 12 points to 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 pay that off at 4K. Um, yeah, with quarterback, you'd probably like a little bit more just because, I mean, Josh Allen and Russ go for 40. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah, you're pretty far behind. So the discount you get at quarterback needs to be really made up elsewhere. So it, it's interesting. And I know the Jags said they're going to open up the offense with Jake Luton, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> But I, I use this analogy a lot. We play blackjack. I love winning on 12. And uh, Chase Daniels, 12. That's what we got right there. Running back. Um, oh, hang on. I got two more. I got two more guys. Oh, my apologies. My apologies. No, it's okay. Uh, again, fringy but interesting and worth mentioning. Uh, oh, 5,700, Derek, Derek Carr yep. against the Chargers. Good weather. I liked him last week, but the weather did not cooperate, and obviously that Cleveland game was a train wreck. Yep. But uh, he's throwing the ball downfield more. He's interesting, and just because he's playing Atlanta, Drew Locke is fifty two hundred, mm. and he's got Noah Fant back healthy. Jerry Judy's healthy. Again, they're just guys that I'm going to mention because I don't know. Everybody else is expensive. Indeed. All right, running back. Um, Christian McCaffrey, we expect back uh, from his injury this week. He's eighty five hundred dollars in his first game back against the Chiefs. Uh, he could he could certainly have a ceiling game because he's Christian McCaffrey and he always can. But but you can have him at that price, um, you know. And I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and name my two guys here because because running back is very thin for me. Not a ton I like. Cook coming off that game that everyone missed last week. And James Robinson at 7K with a little bit of Chase Edmonds I'll, I'll sprinkle in there at 68. And otherwise, Mr. Paulson, please talk to me about running back. Yeah, McCaffrey's interesting. If he's a full go and he's not going to catch very much ownership, then I will be very interested. But as of right now, not really building around him yet. 300 cheaper, Dalvin Cook is going to be the mega chalk this week. Everybody wants to get on board the four-touchdown week from last week. He's a great play, obviously. Detroit's run defense is terrible. Minnesota's at home, uh, four-and-a-half-point favorite, so that's all you really like to look for in a running back. Uh, Derrick Henry against the Bears, I I get it. He could go for two touchdowns and 200 yards, but it's still a pretty tough matchup, and that's Mm -hmm. a pretty big price tag. And I'm seeing that he's going to catch some pretty decent ownership, so I'm pretty out there. James Robinson has been awesome. And I think that's got a little bit of sticker shock that people won't want to pay 7K for him. But what you're getting from him is a full workhorse type of running back, which is exactly what you're trying to pay for when you spend 7K here. 22 carries. Way back up. 22 carries and six targets last week. Right. I mean, we're seeing four targets or more since week two. And if you're catching three, four, five balls and you're the goal line guy and you're getting the bulk of the touches and 
you're starting something named Jake Luton, and he's probably going to be the focal point of the offense. So definitely like him. Uh, I like James Conner for 6,900 against Dallas. Obviously, we're trying to target the Cowboys, maybe not with the passing game this week, but James Conner is going to maybe get 15 to 20 touches on the ground, a few targets in the air. He's their goal line guy. Like him quite a bit this week. If Kenyon Drake is out, Chase Edmonds is an amazing play. If Kenyon Drake is at all going to play on Sunday against the Dolphins, I don't really think you can go here. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm of two minds. Um, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, week five, you know, the Cardinals blew out the Jets because everyone blows out the Jets. And Edmonds had, you know, had a 20-point game. Now, he had six targets and five catches in that game. But I, I think the fear is that if Drake is playing, then, you know, Edmonds isn't going to get he's, – he's going to be in that sort of 50-50 role that he's been in. And if the Cardinals are winning and winning handedly, as you might expect a four-and-a-half-point favorite – at home playing against a rookie quarterback to be, then he's not going to get those touches. But he's he's proven that even in you know a blowout situation, again thirty to ten over the Jets, um, he can have that kind of a game. I I I see your point. Sixty eight hundred is a is a is an expensive flyer to take. There's just not a ton else I like here. I get it. If Drake's out, he's a smash. And if Drake's just going to be mixing in a little bit, then you can go ahead and fire him up. If it's going to be a 50-50, even with Edmonds taking control of the job a little bit and getting more carries, that could bust you in Mm -hmm. a big way. Um, We talked pre-show about Zeke Elliott missing practice today. Right now, nothing to be concerned about, but Tony Pollard is minimum priced. And I don't care how bad the matchup is. He's a very good running back, even though he's a backup. And for 4K on a slate that is pretty void of any type of real significant value. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah. After that, it's a lot of guys that you just don't really feel very good about. Josh Jacobs at 6,300 is fine. Obviously John Gruden loves to give him a lot of touches. Uh, Guys like Antonio Gibson at 5,800 against the giants. Although that matchup's not great. Gibson has still been splitting a little bit of work with JD McKissick. You got David Montgomery at 5,700 against Tennessee. They're still giving him a lot of work, and he's interesting. And then David Johnston at 5,600 against the Jags. Uh, I kind of like him where I don't play Deshaun Watson. You know, he gets 15 to 20 carries, a little bit of work in the passing game, and a touchdown. That's okay for 5,600. Yeah, it feels like a lot of guys – um, you feel okay about like there's there's nobody down there you're excited to play, um, with the possible exception as as we get cheaper of of somebody in Baltimore, um, with Mark Ingram questionable. But I mean even then, what what do you expect out of that split? Um, I you know I'm just I'm just not sure. The only other the only other thing I'll throw out there is whoever's playing running back in Miami, whoever that is. Unless Breed is in and Laird's in, and that's a 50-50, and then, you know, throw up the papers because, I mean, whatever. You, you just don't know. Yeah, Miami game. is interesting because we thought Breida was going to be the guy. He's mispracticed both today and yesterday, which is very concerning. 
They have made Jordan Howard a healthy scratch for each of the last three weeks, which is why we've been interested in Miles Gaskin. So if they get Howard up and Breida's in and Laird's in, you got to just not even touch that. And the only other guy that I have any interest in is Justin Jackson. He kind of quote unquote assumed the lead role again last week, but that is seemingly a pretty yo-yo situation. So that one makes me a little queasy, but if he's going to get the usage like he got last week, 17 carries, five targets in the passing game, Mm -hmm. 4,900 looks pretty good. Yeah. That's it. That's it for me. That's it for me as well. Uh, Wide receiver, um, you know, not not as thin for me, but the the problem with this week is – I've got I've got a lot of love for the high price guys uh, at quarterback. Certainly, I mean we ran through it. Other than Mahomes, all of the guys we mentioned were above sixty eight or above sixty seven hundred. Um, running back just did it. Wide receiver, I mean DeAndre at eighty two hundred. He's got twenty seven targets in his last three games. You know uh, Metcalf. I mean I'm not going to tell you to not play a guy uh, who just had forty three fantasy points uh, and is playing a. a uh, 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 playing in a game that I think you can expect a bunch of points to be scored. Um, you know, Diggs, though, I, I would take over Metcalf in that game. I, I, I like an Allen Diggs stack here. Yeah, Hopkins with Kyler only for me. Don't really like him as a one-off. Metcalf will be with Russ or Josh Allen only for me. Tyler Lockett definitely going to be more popular for a 1000 cheaper. Love Diggs with Russ or with Allen. Just the game stats, I think you got to like that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best game environment on the board. I don't think that's a shock to anybody, though. Yeah. Um, Julio without Calvin Ridley. Yep. Yep. It's interesting. It's very interesting. And Keenan Allen's still probably too cheap at 7K. I mean, he's he's a slam uh, against, against Vegas, getting all of those targets. Uh, picked up another 12 targets and nine catches last week's got scored a touchdown. Uh, I, I love Keenan Allen. I continue to, he's my new Vincent Jackson. He's just, he's the wide receiver. I'm going to be in love with forever. They could not be any more polar opposite receiver. <laughs> no, I know, but there are just every now and then I come across a, a receiver. I just can't quit. And, and for a while it was Vincent Jackson. Um, and, and now it's Keenan Allen. He just makes you feel so good that, like, you know, yep. he's going to get 10 or 12 targets. Yep. Even if he doesn't have a good game, he's still probably going to get me 18 points. Yep. Yep. And, he's like, just it's just not, there's something warm and fuzzy about rostering a guy that you can just feel so good about, even having a good floor. I love right? that. Like, I mean, um, how many how many guys are we talking about this week where you can, you can, you can plug him in and just say, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know he's going to get, he's going to get 10 opportunities to get the ball. I mean, he's the guy that I definitely – he's the most bankable projection in terms of volume, yep. I think. It's, maybe, it's, maybe it's him and Hopkins and, and I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's at least a game script that has the Cardinals way out in front of this and, and running it more than passing it. So, you know, Allen's the safest one there. Yeah. Um, Ridley's questionable, but I'm not playing him if he plays. I'd only really have interest in Julio. Well, I can't say that. I'd have more interest in Julio if Ridley's out, but that mm-hmm. game could be a little bit sneaky for a shootout. So that's not too bad. Yep. Allen Robinson also getting fed the ball quite a bit. Tennessee worse in the secondary. I like that quite a bit. Uh, you can stack Will Fuller with Deshaun. 
Uh, I think Tyler Lockett's going to be maybe the most popular wide receiver this week. Love him in stacks. I think you can play him on your own just to get a cheaper piece of Seattle anywhere you go. Yeah. Um, I, I will mention, you know, um, Terry McLaurin for the Washington football team, which, by the way, still hard. I, I, I almost slipped last night just talking to like my wife about the, the Giants game this weekend and it just it just pops out. Like the 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 old team name just pops out. So blanket apology if if I if I haven't caught myself at any point. Um the the Washington football team and Terry McLaurin. Um I mean, you know, 11, 12, 7, 14. Those are his target numbers in his last four games. Put up 14 points against the Giants last time. Uh, getting getting the Giants at home for whatever that's worth this time, 6,500. Um, little interesting to me. And then below that, I didn't really write anyone down before we got the Matt Stafford news. I was very interested in Marvin Jones without Kenny Galladay. $5,100. Somebody's going to have to catch the ball, but like, how much do you believe in Chase Daniel? I don't know. Well, we'll get there. Uh, I'm going to quickly mention yeah. Adam Thielen, 6,700. Love that game environment. Definitely like Terry McLaurin. You could definitely expect uh, a high amount of targets there. You know, it's hard to see Washington completely pulling away from that game. I don't see that happening. Right. Uh, Justin Jefferson at 6,100 in those Minnesota-Detroit game stacks. Um, if you want to take a piece of Carolina, I think I would prefer DJ Moore for 700 cheaper than Robbie Anderson. He's kind of taken a little bit more volume from Robbie over the last couple of weeks. I think he's interesting. Uh, if you want a cheaper piece of the Texans, Brandon Cook has been a lot more involved over the last few weeks with Deshaun Watson. He's 5,500. He's fine. Um, Marvin Jones at 5,100 without Galladay. He's only had six and seven targets the last couple of weeks. If we say that he gets up to 10 with Chase Daniel at 5,100, it's interesting. Yeah. That's what it is, and I feel like this. We just we said this just about about running back in this range. You know, you can normally pick out one or two wide receivers in this in this kind of Jamison Crowder range where you feel good about playing them. Here, it's it's a lot of like that's interesting. There's a ceiling here that that makes it you know tasty potentially, but I don't feel great. I just feel I feel I feel good, or I feel not even good. I feel okay about playing. You know. The, the the folks in this range Marvin Jones would be that it's like oh there's a narrative there's a script here but yeesh yep uh, I have two guys listed after this oh boy Jerry oh, Judy one of them thing. Jerry Judy is not but he's interesting in those Atlanta and Denver game stacks I'll yep. say that uh, gotta go way cheaper oh boy just give them to me <laughs> Danny Amendola, $3,700. No Kenny Galladay. He's more of the possession type of receiver. Maybe him and Chase Daniel connect six, seven, eight times. If he gets a touchdown, you're golden. But yeah. I, I'm just mentioning him. Yeah. And this one's gross, man. But look, I got to give you somebody cheap every single week. And he yeah. missed practice today, but. Marcus Johnson, $3,000 of the Colts. T.Y. Hilton looks very questionable. Okay. That being said, look, it's thin. I give yeah, you one of these no. every I have to. But again, uh, there's, he, you know, 
It's one, just one thing. The, the like, oh, I don't feel great about it. I feel okay about it. Or there's a possible narrative. That's harder to swallow in the 51 to 55 to 6K range. But it's all, you, it's all you're looking for at mid-price. Yeah, he caught five of eight balls for 108 yards against Cincinnati in week six. You know, only caught two of his four targets for 39 yards against Detroit last week. And again, non-participant in Thursday's practice that didn't actually exist today because of COVID. Yeah. So TY out, he's good to go. He's 3K. I'm just mentioning him. Uh, ugh. I don't honestly, I don't th- th- we've had way grosser picks on uh, on this on this podcast. Um, I mean, I played Red Ellison for like a month straight in like two consecutive seasons. Yes, yes, right. So like we we played worse. I I don't need, I don't think you need to feel bad about it. Uh, let's go to tight end, where I don't know. Um, again, Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you know. It's 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 tough because he's coming off a disappointing week. Got six targets, caught five balls, but only only netted seven, eight if you're rounding fantasy points. And fifty eight hundred is a lot of money, especially in those lineups where you're paying up at quarterback, you're paying up maybe at running back. Um, so the, the the top of the tight end range is always where I start. He's always I always start at the top of the tight end range in that eh, eh, feeling. I don't start feeling okay about somebody for me until Noah fan at 4,600. So any of those other guys above that, feel free. Yeah. Um, that Cleveland and Vegas game was a mess last week. So I'm willing to throw away that game log and That's just fair. hope that he can get balling out again in a great game. But excuse me for the hiccup. Um, Hawkinson still no discount, no idea what he's going to do with chase Daniel. If you have a narrative about that and you like that, go nuts. I mentioned Mark Andrews along with Lamar Jackson. He's very cheap. We know he can catch two touchdowns. I'd prefer to pair him with Lamar. Love Noah Fant this week. Yep. How do uh, not? Yeah. I, I just I want to pause for one second um, and mention that your point about the Cleveland game last week is is spot on with Waller. In in that, you know, that was a 40 mile an hour win situation, um, and it was just a mess of a game in general. And if you throw that game out, Waller's last entire season, 17, 16, 17, 3, that was a bust against the Patriots, but he was the game plan for the Patriots defense. It was stop Darren Waller, 32 and 11. So he's having a dang good season uh, outside of two weeks, and one of those weeks was Bill Belichick, and the other one of those weeks was 40-mile-an-hour wins. Yeah, obviously you want more, but all the numbers you listed are fine. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's my point. Like you can, you can. I think you can feel comfortable playing him. I'm, I'm, I'm switching my tune here. Yeah, but a guy like Noah Fant for twelve hundred cheaper indoors against Atlanta. Him and Drew Locke obviously have chemistry. He's an athletic freak. I mean, he's super cheap on Fanduel too. I like him a lot this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, beneath that. Um, you know, there's a narrative from Mike Kosicki, but, uh, $4,300. I, I quit him a couple weeks ago, but here I am again. Evan Ingram's got, got 19 targets in two games. Um, you know, he is oh, getting yeah. a ton of focus in that New York Giants offense for whatever the New York Giants offense is. 
So 4,300 there. Uh, Fells is interesting at 4,200 coming off a 20-point game and, you know, 20 and 14 back-to-back for Fells. And uh, we quit him several weeks ago also. But on the flip side of, of Evan Ingram, since we quit him, Logan Thomas has gone for 13 and 16. So against the Giants defense, it's it's a bunch of guys that I've quit that I'm back on this week. Uh, he's getting four targets every game. He's getting less usage, and now he's balling out catching touchdowns. It is so frustrating. Oh, God. I, it just makes me sick. I yep. love Evan Ingram again this week. It's a great matchup. Um, if Calvin Ridley's out, Hayden Hurst probably makes a little bit of sense at 4,100. He doesn't seem very sexy, though. Uh, Hunter Henry, I've just lit money on fire with him every time I've played him this year, but it, he, he's in a good game environment, and he's cheap, so I'll, I'll mention him as well. Yeah. Um, Logan Thomas is dead to me. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy. Like, I have no reason to think that he's not, but my goodness, so frustrating. All opinions on this podcast are fantasy exclusive. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy, you know? Uh, I'm pulling for him out there. Like, I'm glad he balled out after I stopped playing him. I mean, for sure, obviously. If he could do less against the Giants, that would be fine by me. But that's just because, you know, I, I want to see the Giants go 5-11 go and 11 and win the division. Yeah, big game for divisional purposes. This big week. game, big game. Put some distance, you know. Get a second win in the division. Put the Washington Football Team behind us and just go after the Eagles. You know, uh, they look like they could be had. <laughs> they look so bad. We'll get there. In uh, or not the Eagles. We'll get to the football team and the Giants in the in the parlay of the week. That's all I have for tight end, Joseph. All right. That's it. That, I, tapped out, I tapped out at Logan Thomas. So let's go to defense uh, where we mentioned um, – actually, I'm not, I'm not sure we did this on air or not. Um, but $4,900 for the Steelers defense against whoever's playing quarterback there. It's interesting. Uh, it's too rich for my blood. But if you can get there, uh, go get it. Um, so for me, there's a there's a couple of teams down at the bottom, but uh, the cheapest I'll go now uh, wasn't on my list until until today. Uh, the Vikings at 2,400. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, how do you not like that with a guy who hasn't actually started a game in quite a while? So that's very interesting. Uh, the Steelers are more expensive than Noah Fant. No, thank you. <laughs> I just don't see myself having that money. <laughs> Does anyone have money for a $4,900 defense? Like, what's the rest of your team at that point? All right. So the game theory side of that is nobody's paying $4,900 for defense, so you're going to get on a completely different roster construction. Whether or not that works out, I have no idea. That's never the way I approach it. I would, I would love to see the stats on that because if, if you're, if you're then you're, – because you are then – constructing your entire roster around that $4,900 defense that has a ceiling of what, 24 points? Two touchdowns. But like, but really, I mean, what's, what's the highest, like what's not, not the highest outlying defense, but the average ceiling for, you know, the, the defense of the week can't be more than 25. I would even struggle. I would even think it struggles to get to 20. So you're, you're going to build your entire roster around that seems, I mean, that you're, it's a percentage play. 
where you're just right. You're just hoping that nobody else has what you land on, and it's not going to be your max team. It's just going to be a team you create, and and it's going to be one of many. That's exactly a good way to put it. It's just getting you on a different roster construction. Hopefully, all the other defenses get ten or fifteen. You get a huge leg up on defense. It gets you on some different plays than the field. The game theory aspect makes sense. Not a play that I'll be making. Uh, you're going to have to jump down to the Texans at 3,100 until I get interested in paying for a defense. And then down the line, I like the Cardinals against Tua. Don't really know what to expect from him. He mm-hmm. looked meh yep. at best. And and really, like I, you could do the Giants at 2,700. I don't yep. hate that as a play. Uh, the Falcons, maybe, because they're cheap. And, yeah, I like your Vikings. That's a, a really good call right there, especially now that we know that it's Chase Daniel confirmed. Yeah, I'll also toss in, uh, in addition to the Giants, I'll toss in um, the Falcons at 25 is interesting to me. And, uh, you know, it, given given that $1,000 cheaper, Minnesota seems like a pretty decent play, especially at that price. I don't think I'll get to them. But I had him written down. I mean, Danny Dimes is is at least live every week to throw a pick six. So the football team at thirty four hundred seems seems like like an okay play. Seemed like a better play before Minnesota emerged. Um, but I mean, just just Dimes, hang on to the ball, man. Just hang on to it. Yeah, I like the Washington football team in theory, but. I mean, they're not a great defense, and they're priced up for the matchup. So yeah, I'm just not great about that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not getting to them anymore. Um, Minnesota will probably be my defense, and maybe for variation, I'll go a hundred uh, more expensive to Atlanta. But that's it. All right. And with that said, let's drop the music, tie a little bow on this. We'll go through uh, our favorite plays of the week, and then I'll toss in two spread picks this week and a just preposterous five-team teaser. Uh, Mr. Paulson, start us off. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Quarterback. I like the, uh, the the Seattle Seahawks at Buffalo Bills game, so give me a lot of Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, and then also Deshaun Watson. Running back position. Uh, get on board the chalk train with Dalvin Cook. I think it's leaving the station, and you're going to want a piece of it. Yep. I also like James Conner at 6,900. And if we're going towards the cheap end, I think I like taking a shot on Justin Jackson at 4,900 for some of the cheap. The wide receiver at the top end, uh, Diggs with your Josh Allen stacks, Keenan Allen we mentioned we like a lot, Tyler Lockett. And that's it for right now. Mm-hmm. We're keeping it tight this week. We're no Olamides Zacchaeus, no Marcus Johnson, none of that. Keeping it tight. Tight end. Darren Waller. No offense. Evan Ingram. And then defense. Uh, I like the Texans against uh, Jake Luton. I think that's his correct name. I've said it like five times in the podcast. I hope I'm right. And then uh, I I like the Vikings, 2,400. Yeah. All right. Uh, A lot of similarity here. Quarterback, Russ, Allen, Herbert, and I'll have a Chase Daniel lineup uh, in there. So cheap. Running back, uh, I'm going to use that savings to go get Cook and go get James Robinson. Those are my two guys there. Um, the, the exact same at wide receiver, Diggs, Allen, Lockett. Um, same at tight end, except I will throw in Logan Thomas, who was dead to me, but has gone undertaker.jif on it and has come back. And uh, Minnesota's the defense. And, uh, and now let's play, Ryan. 
here we go. Earlier this week, when I when I when I looked at these lines first, Baltimore minus two and a half. Now down to minus one and a half. So I'm going to take it there. Baltimore minus one and a half against the Colts. The Steelers are really good. The Steelers' defense is really good. Indianapolis, not as good. I like the Ravens here in a bounce back in a big way. I'm going to take them and lay the points on the road. The New York Giants, plus three against the Washington football team. That was earlier in the week. Um, Look, I like Joe Judge. I like him a lot. I really actually have started to like what Jason Garrett's doing with this offense. I don't like the production the offense is like I don't like basically what anyone charged with the actual doing of the football is doing with the Giants offense. But schematically, I really kind of like what the Giants and Jason Garrett are doing and that's weird. Um, but it's all to say I kind of like the culture, that's the wrong word, coaching staff, the situation around the Giants. They play hard, they're in games they shouldn't be. Uh, the Washington football team is not good. I like the Giants, plus the three points. And now, a teaser. We've got five, and we've got a seven-point tease. It's a bad idea, but here's what we've got. Seattle's at minus three. Baltimore's at minus one and a half. Arizona's at minus three and a half. The Steelers are at minus 14, and the Giants are plus two and a half. Seven-point teaser on that means the five-teamer, which is plus 250, gets us Seattle plus four, the Ravens plus five and a half, the Cardinals plus three and a half, the Steelers minus seven, and the Giants plus nine and a half. What loses? You know what, Joe? Nothing loses. <laughs> Winner. And, and look, then it's, it's not even gambling. It's just winning, because it's only gambling if you lose.